genius of our system of government is that there are checks and balances. Your vote is always important. You know, we have a unique culture in Wisconsin, and I like the fact that our state has a say in who the president is going to be. Welcome to another episode of Fact Check, broadcasting out of downtown La Crosse. My name's Caitlin Riley. And I'm Bill Fian. And Bill, you are one of the men with the, one of the most busy schedules that I have ever known. And one of the most recent hats that you wore was serving as an elector for the state of Wisconsin. And for people who don't know what that means, what that job title entails, we're going to dive into that. But Bill, first, I'm going to tap into your wealth of knowledge. And take us back to school. Tell us, first of all, what is an electoral college? Well, when they were writing the Constitution of the United States, there was a disagreement over how we would elect the president. And some people thought that Congress should choose the president. Some people thought governors should choose the president. Some people thought it should be done by popular vote. But there wasn't any agreement. They appointed a committee, and the committee came up with this concept of the electoral college. And what the Electoral College does is it gives votes to the states based on their representation in Congress. So every state has two senators. And why is that? Why do we have two senators in every state? It's an equalizing effect between the small states and the larger states. So the original 13 states, we had some very small states and some big states. And the smaller states were worried that their interests would just get run over by the bigger states. So here in Wisconsin, we have eight congressional representatives and two senators. So we have 10 electoral votes. And the way that those electors, of which I was really honored to be one, those people are appointed by the Republican Party of Wisconsin. So I am elected as the chairman of the third congressional district Republican Party by members of the Republican Party. So people know that uh, I'm going to be faithful as an elector. I'm definitely going to vote for our Republican candidate. December 14th is when the electors met from all over the United States at their state capitals and cast their ballots. And of course, there's a slate of Democrat electors and a slate of Republican electors. So the state legislature will certify one of those groups of electors and their votes, and those will go on to the nation's capital. And there will be a joint session of Congress on January 6th. The Vice President of the United States will preside over the U.S. Senate and the House of Representatives as they count the ballots. And that will be when the President is truly elected. Now, can these electors, you explained how there is a group set from the Democratic Party, a group set from the Republican Party, but can they vote against their own party? Can they vote against the people who selected them for that position? Right. That actually has happened. It's a very rare occurrence, but occasionally there are electors who do not follow through and vote for the candidate that they take oaths. I took an oath to support Donald Trump and Mike Pence. And so occasionally it does happen. There have been a few instances where, where there have been, most of the time it's like one, and there have been a few instances like that. But in the past, it's never been enough to affect the outcome. And you had mentioned that you got to be one of these electors, you got to travel down to Madison. What was that experience like? Because that's something that very few people in the history of the United States have had the opportunity to do. So what was it like for you to be 
part of that. Well, incredibly exciting, right? So I left my home a little after eight o'clock and drove to a secret meeting place in Madison and met all the other electors there. There was security, armed security to protect us and other officials from the Republican Party of Wisconsin were there. And then uh, the state capitol is locked down because of COVID-19. So we had to arrange to be let into the state capitol where we had a meeting room reserved. And that's where we met to cast our ballots in the electoral college. You know, I hate thinking this way and I hate that we have to think this way, but I never thought of that security concern because that could really impact what's going on in our nation if all of a sudden there's a lector who, for one reason or another, can't cast a ballot. Exactly. If that were to happen, then what would, would take place is that meeting of the electors. For instance, our state party chairman, all the people that were in this meeting are members of the Republican Party of Wisconsin, and all but one were members of the state executive committee. So in the event that an elector couldn't make it for whatever reason, we would have found a substitute to fill that role. So because it was the Democratic majority in this election, does that mean that you didn't actually cast a ballot or did you cast a ballot? How does all that work? You explained a little bit of it earlier, but just for those who are unclear. Each of us cast a ballot for president of the United States and we cast a ballot for vice president of the United States. And uh, those ballots are notarized and they will be held until uh, such a time as, as they might be needed. So. In the event that something would transpire legally here where the outcome in Wisconsin would be reversed, then our ballots would be sent to Washington, D.C., and those would be the ballots that get counted. So what's kind of the timetable of this? How long were you actually in Madison going through the process of casting a ballot? Because it's probably not like on election day where I just got up, went through line real quick and called it a day. Yeah, well, it, it's over a two-hour drive down for me, so that was a a good amount of time just to get there. As I mentioned, it's all super secret for security reasons. So we met in a secret location. We waited for almost an hour before they took us to the state capitol. Uh, I believe by law, this is supposed to take place at noon. And so we got there just shortly before noon. And, you know, I was watching to see, and at the conclusion of the proceedings, it was 11 minutes after 12. And We'd appointed the officers of the Electoral College meeting and conducted the vote and uh, taken a few pictures and everybody was ready to head on home. Just out of my curiosity, because you see what happens in politics on the TV screen or read in the news, but what's the atmosphere like in a situation like this? Is it contentious? Is it camaraderie with people? What was the mood like even? Well, um, the mood was one of excitement. Up until we heard the result of the Wisconsin State Supreme Court's ruling, the conservative Justice Hagedorn sided with the liberal justices and denied the lawsuit that was uh, heard on Saturday. So, of course, that was deflating to everybody in the room because, you know, to see Hagedorn choose to side with the liberal justices was something that we didn't know that would happen. He's not been consistent in his rulings. It definitely was a deflating moment in what was otherwise a very exciting moment because you realize this is a privilege and and it's a historic moment. So, you know, I know these people because they are on the state executive committee of the Republican Party and I've been to a lot of meetings with them. I've seen them at state conventions over the years. 
So yeah, there's a camaraderie, seeing old friends, the excitement of being part of something historic, and then the deflating moment where you realize that the court hasn't ruled in your favor. And you explained about why we have an electoral college, the goal of some of our founders to make sure that these larger states didn't overpower the smaller ones in the election cycle. But is this still an effective way of selecting a president? Well, I think it is because what's nice about it is it preserves the popular vote is still very, very important. But what it also does is it also makes this an election of the states. So a presidential candidate has to win a majority of the electoral votes. And that means that they can't just focus on the largest states in our country. If not for the Electoral College, places like Wisconsin and Iowa would probably see very little interest from presidential candidates. The fact that these are states that are swing states that are closely contested gives the the presidential candidates a really strong incentive to come and spend time here. And so that's great for Wisconsin because whoever the president of the United States is, is coming to our state, learning about our state. That can only be good for us. And what about the argument that some people have that say, with the Electoral College, my individual vote doesn't matter, so it's not as significant whether or not I get out to the polls? Your vote is still very, very important. Here in Wisconsin, the election was decided by 20,000 votes, which is a very small number out of 3.3 million. So, you know, whether or not it counts towards an overall total nationally, I mean, nationally, your vote would have been one of 150 some million votes, right? So your vote is always important. But I think one of the really wonderful things about our republic is that it balances interests between smaller states and larger states, between minority interests and majority interests. We don't want to have a nation that's run by California and New York. That would be called tyranny of the majority. You know, we have a unique culture in Wisconsin, and I like the fact that our state has a say in who the president is going to be. And because we're a smaller state, we get a little bit more of a voice than we would otherwise in a popular vote. So our entire system of government is based on these principles. The United States Senate is two votes for each state. So, you know, that's an even more extreme measure of protecting minority smaller states' uh, interests. I think we saw that too in this last election when we had multiple campaign stops from President Trump, Vice President Mike Pence also visited it just in this Cooley region area and also a lot of attention virtually from Joe Biden's campaign where they were targeting a lot of the agribusinesses, things that really make Wisconsin's economy tick. Yeah, and if you think about that, the fact that Joe Biden was a part of those agricultural roundtables gives him an insight into what the interests of our state are. And, you know, that was true in the last election. President Trump narrowly won Wisconsin, and it really paid off for us when we renegotiated the USMC because he understood the disadvantage that NAFTA had placed Wisconsin dairy farmers in relative to trade with Canada. And so that was something that became really important to the president when we renegotiated that deal. So, yes, Having these presidential candidates come to our state really is valuable. 
And let's say, hypothetical scenario, we get rid of the Electoral College, we change this entire process, which I know would be a lot more work than I'm making it sound like right now. Would that benefit one party over another? Would one particular party or candidate stand out if we didn't have the electors? Sure. Uh, there's no question that would favor Democrats because in the last two presidential elections, and even in one of the in Bush v. Gore, um, you know, Republicans um, have won office under Bush and Trump, getting fewer votes on a national basis. So if we were to go to a presidential election system that was just based on popular votes, well, then you'd see the candidates campaigning a lot more in big states like California, Texas, Florida, New York. Uh, they'd spend a lot more time there because there's a lot more votes there. So the Democrat Party would definitely benefit hugely from going to a popular vote to select the president of the United States. In fact, it's likely that you might not see another Republican president for a very long time. I think, Bill, you know, you opened the doors for us of looking at the Electoral College in an interesting way. Are there any final thoughts that you want to add? Anything else that you want people to know? Well, there seems to be a lot of interest in, you know, making the United States a pure democracy with everything decided by a popular vote. The lesson, and I think the genius of our system of government is that there are checks and balances between the branches of government. And even in our legislature, there are checks on majority control. As I mentioned before, the fact that every state has two senators is a way of protecting the interests of smaller states. And really, would we want California dictating to us in Wisconsin all the details of how we're going to live our lives? Absolutely not. We're a lot different and a lot better, in my opinion, than California. <laughs> I'll agree with you there. As a Wisconsin dairy farm girl, anytime I can say Wisconsin's better, I'll put it there. Well, there is another episode of Fact Check, taking a deeper look into the Electoral College. And I'm Caitlin Riley. And I'm Bill Fian. 